Uh, hello and welcome to the second episode of The Drunken Brainwave. Uh, I'm Lee Wilcox, CEO of Electric House. And I'm Adam Barry, the creative director and co-founder of Electric House. Got such like radio voices when we do this, haven't we? It's lovely. Uh, this week we are covering mental health. Um, I think it's a subject really that's sort of close to both of our hearts really and uh, definitely something we've been affected by whilst running this business. Um, uh, and as usual, we, uh, we go live and we get the feedback and comments from everyone watching and we try and give a bit of back and forth. Um, we've got a beautiful episode ahead of us. Um, please, as normal guys, we're pushing, we are pushing and pushing the uh, subscribe and review. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast now, please review it afterwards. Even if you just write, it's a bit shit. It's just good because it's uh, the algorithm picks up, it's a comment and it's a review and that's good. Obviously, it's not shit, so don't say that. But um, we really want you to push um, the podcast. We want to be number one in the business podcast and we're not going to stop until we're there. So yeah, please jump on that. Uh, anything more to add in this beautiful introduction for our beautiful podcast, episode two? No. Let's get straight into it. All right, everyone. We're back. This time we've got mics. I don't could lean into it like this, have I? No? I can no. just sit back. Okay, yeah. We, uh, we were live mic last... We did have mics last time. Yeah. But they ran out of batteries and stuff. But we're so much more professional this week. I can feel it already. Uh, you haven't got the shits. I don't feel <laughs> ill. Um, we're, yeah. we're pumped. We're good, aren't we? We're, yeah, like, yeah. we're, we're, we're for it. Um, and I feel like... I mean, we went with like the first episode of like a celebration because it was the birthday and everything. But uh, this time we've gone all like... Serious this time, haven't we? Yes, yeah, uh, quite a serious uh, episode. Uh, we've gone with... Uh, or a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old days when you used to come to the office in, the, yeah. in your suit and stuff. We've got a board meeting today. <laughs> I don't know why. I always wear a shirt for the board. Do you? Always, yeah. I never noticed that. Once a month I wear a shirt. Well, yeah. I've got ripped jeans on, you so, you know, I've got, yeah, I've got the balance, like, but I don't know, I just feel more comfortable. Smart cash. I feel a little bit more clever when I've got a shirt on. Nice. Yeah. You should put your glasses on as well, you feel even better. Mate, I've lost my glasses. I haven't seen you in a match. Yeah, again. yeah, I don't know where they are. We digress. Um, Sorry. We're doing uh, it's it's um, World Mental Health Day on Saturday, on the tenth of October. So we wanted to sort of try and, I guess, cover that and yeah. um, talk about it in our business, and then hopefully get some comments and questions from you guys in your business and what you do and at the workplace and stuff. Um, as always, we're live. We're live on YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, and Facebook. Not on Instagram yet. We will be on he Instagram. Even know. Do, yeah. We're live here, wherever that is. Wherever you're watching, we're live. Um, so get involved in the comments. We need some questions, guys. But what we really want to know this this week, really, is um, what you do in your workplace for, for mental health. You know, have you suffered from it? Um, if you if you want to speak about that um, uh, or or pose any questions of how we deal with it in in our workplace, yeah. um, give us some it, advice on on how you deal with it as well. Definitely, what initiatives have you seen in, um, where you work? Um, if you're a business owner or entrepreneur, how you've dealt with it? Um, got some juicy stats uh, uh, on on some of that with entrepreneurship as well. Um, uh, also, in <coughs> excuse me, in the top comment, we've got the Samaritans number. So if you are suffering at the moment. Um, and it's something you, you need help with, then reach out. Uh, they do some great work. Um, uh, often, all you really need to do is actually reach out to someone and, and, and speak about it. So um, numbers there. So check your top comment on any of the, any of the platforms you're watching on at the moment. Um, but, you know, I think, look, it's a subject that, that everyone, I think, has, has touched at some point in their life, whether it's been personally or someone that, you, you, that you're close to. Um, I mean, I can definitely say I've been hit with it personally. Um, 
uh, on, you know, because I know you so well, I know you have as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that has become easier to talk about. Definitely. I think that depends on probably what industry you work in. Looking back at when I think the first time I did suffer, I don't think I, I knew about it. I didn't understand what it was. I worked in, um, for those of you that haven't seen this but, uh, <laughs> or heard this before, is I used to work in the trade. I worked in the building <laughs> trade for 12 years, man and boy. Um, but back when I worked there, nobody talked about uh, mental health. And you look at what we do now through on the tools community, like it's quite normal that we, you know, we team up with Movember and, uh, and certain charities on mental health. It's normalized now. It's, it's okay to talk about it. But when I was, you would never in a million years talk about your mental health when I worked on site, never. Um, so it got easier. Yeah. I, and, and I think it's just, it's just way more at the forefront of what, what I think, I think the other thing is it's kind of turned into a bit of an industry. I know that sounds really bad and I'm being really cynical, but, um, I think there's a lot of services provided with that now. So there's a lot of businesses that have been built off the back of people talking more about mental health in the workplace. And, and so I think there's a lot more support networks. So therefore when there's more businesses, there's more money going into it. And I think that's sort of like snow, snowballs it, doesn't it? In, in, in that respect, um, you know, like you have in, in the workplace now, there's, there's, it was always around like, um, health and safety. So like physical health and safety. So like if, doing risk assessments and stuff which you know i'm sure like through on being on site and stuff you've had to deal with all, all like the whole career now there's like mental health health and safety officers which just was never a thing yeah ne um, never had it never had it when i was when i was on the source i'm gonna keep saying this. you are gonna keep yeah. saying it look just to be just to clarify everyone ad was definitely on the tools before he started on on the tools yes that's the history of the yeah uh of ad's career in every in every client meeting possible, Ad will say, "Well, actually, I was on I was on the I was in the trade for twelve I'm years." It's something I'm very very what proud of. Um, the kitchen oh, fitter. Oh yeah. The thing <laughs> is, the I, I get I get called like about five different trades depending on who's talking about me for the business. There's nothing wrong with being a kitchen fitter, by the way. But the the, the joke is, is that um, Ad always gets positioned as something that he wasn't. And also, even more funny was that. I sent out a screenshot the other night of the podcast intro on on um, on uh, Apple, and it says that Ad was a kitchen fitter on there, <laughs> and it's not right. Um, so uh, just an in joke. Um, let me give you some stats, right? Come on, hit me. These. I read these earlier, yeah, because um, I do loads of prep for this, like twenty minutes before. But um, this was an article that we've got on Forbes. I think the guys are going to put it. Is this going to show up now with all our tech that we've got? Is it going to boom? Is it going to appear? Amazing. Like magic. Yeah. Um, the, so we, we, we saw an article, it's got, um, and in that it said that 49% of entrepreneurs have had some form of like mental health issue or problem or, um, or have suffered from that um, in, in their like career as an entrepreneur. But that wasn't the bit that, that shot me actually. I thought it might be a bit higher, but there's 500 million entrepreneurs in the world. It's a lot. Like actually, as it well, I guess they. It's a very, it's a very. Um, it's a loose term. It's overused title, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't but class myself so, as an entrepreneur. Maybe that's like. Does that include like self-employed and and stuff like that? I don't know. Maybe, I, don't, I think I the term. I think it. the term entrepreneur has become really, really popular and overused. Yes. Okay. You think it's like one of those buzzwords now? It's like I'm an entrepreneur. But interesting. Anyway, sorry, it's eight percent of the global population. So that means there's just there's there's just under 250 million entrepreneurs have have suffered from mental health um, uh, problems, and um, which that amounts to just under four percent of the global population. That's a lot of people, isn't it? 
when you're and just, that's looking just at in entrepreneurship. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously it's much, much higher. But I like if you think about from when we've been like you say, you don't really know you're in it. Yeah. Until yeah. You, until you know you're in it and then you're like, shit, I've been in it for a while. Yeah. And I think you can have those dips as well. We've obviously, it does, I know we, we reference this nearly every time we're on camera, but Ronan Keaton once said, life is like a roller coaster. You've just got to ride it. Um, <laughs> Loves the reference. But, but it is, it, it's, it's always like one minute you're on top of the world and everything's like, everything's great. And then the next day you can just crash, but you don't really know what it is. Uh, and I think you can have those wobbles and we have a lot of those, I think. In two weeks ago, I had to have the day off just because it just got too much where I was in a position where I was coming to work and I felt like crying. <laughs> and when that happens, and, and what's wrong? I, was, I don't know. I'm just really emotional. It's like, just have the day off. Like, just go and just reset. But then there's other times where you know you are in trouble. Do you think there's a thing there as an entrepreneur that, um, or a business, let's say business owner, because like you say, entrepreneur, it, it, I think you'd be doing, but as a business yeah. owner, um, of like not really realizing when you're in it and also how far you're like meant to go. So what I mean by that is like, do you, is there a point that you have to stop? I always think like, if I think back to when we first started the business and I go like, like my mom and dad would say to me, like, I think you, I think you're overdoing it. Like I think, or like friends would, or, you know, um, and I'd be like, no, it's what you like. It's a startup. Like you don't, things don't start up unless you're like willing to like go to the, the nail with it. Yeah. But do you think that's right? Or? I think the moment I realized it, I can only talk from like my past experience. The moment I knew that I had to look after myself was when I realized I wasn't bulletproof. And I always had this mindset of like, I could, if you said to me, like run through that glass window, I'd be like, I reckon I probably could do that. I'd come out unscathed. I could do anything. And it wasn't until I probably had like the, the breakdown, if you like, that you go, actually, you know, I don't want to go through that again. Like I need to start looking after myself. I'm not as bulletproof as I used to think. Um, but when you start a business, you put, you put the, whatever it is you're chasing before your own health, whether that be your physical health, your mental health, put loads of weight on. <laughs> Cause I just didn't care what I ate and put yeah, in my body. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, that's not important. Like looking after my physical mental health isn't important. What is, is this, is this thing I'm trying to achieve? And when I get there, I can, I can sort all that out. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I might have money then and I can yeah. pay for it. It didn't work like that. Can't buy a new mind. And I always remember like, um, I think you, I, I I think you said this, so we had a point, I'm thinking back to when it's really hit me, we had a point where I think I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I will. We, <laughs> we got to, no one knows about this, but we got to a point where uh, I got you, I think Scott maybe, Andy and Mark into a room. Because I, I like capitulated, I got to a point where I don't know what was really going on at the time. I think we had like a lot of stresses on the, in the business as well in terms of like, I think people had, we'd had to sort of like make a like a, a sort of key removal of someone and it really like, it really hit me. And I got, I went out that Friday night when it all happened and I had a really sort of stressful couple of weeks. I went out and got absolutely bladdered, like bladdered and just got found in the street at like four o'clock in the morning by Kelly, my partner. Um, after having like a massive row with my like, like closest friends and like trying to punch someone in a taxi and like really like losing my shit because I was so pissed. And I think it just came out in that, like at that yeah. point, so it, it comes out in like, uh, for me, it comes out, I end up like bottling and bottling, 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 bottling it. And then I just blow up. Yeah. 
Uh, and that was the point blow. And and you know, really bad, isn't it? You know, like I'm a I'm a I'm a locally I'm a I'm a, an owner of a business, CEO yeah. of a business that's got pretty good like PR within that town. And I'm like, I'm on the I'm on the side of a street, like lying yeah. in like on the curb. And Cal, yeah, like, yeah. All I really remember is Cal sort of like trying to drag me into the car. Um and that was the point I knew. And I remember you, like, I got everyone together and was like, look, I'm like, I'm not coping. I need help. I don't know what that help is, but I'm going to take some time off. Um, and you were always like, what are you, why are you surprised? Like, you always put, like, your, like, health, whether it be mental or physical, at the bottom of the pile. Like, and I think, I think a lot of people do that. I, I do it way less now because, because of that, really. So that, so that, you know, the person that I love doesn't have to find me in the street, um, <laughs> yeah. which is bad, not, isn't it? You know, it's not a good look. It's um, not a good look. But I think, um, I think it is a struggle for most people because people don't know how to reset themselves. They don't know how to get out of it until they, until it's gone wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's one thing I've learned over the years and probably about 35 now. So I'd say, you know, over the last 12 years, probably on and off suffered with it. Um, can I, I'll probably say like twice has been like really, really bad over 12 years. So not too bad really in the grand scheme of things, but I've learned over that 12 years of like when it gets to a stage where I go, I need to step away. I need to do something because just sitting there and beating yourself up and hoping one day something's just going to go, oh, I'm better now. That doesn't happen. You have to actually put things in place to, to make yourself better. But um, you, you kind of don't learn those until you go and get help. Do you think um, like coaching and that, because you've done a lot of coaching, you? do you think that's helped? Yeah, massively. I started coaching about two and a half years ago. And when you say life coach, people just go, oh, fucking hell. Because they get a lot of stink life coaches. Yeah, they do, don't they? You, know, yeah, you go on yeah. LinkedIn and you know people are slagging life coaches off. But um, I had a really good life coach and just having those one-to-one sessions every week with him. And one of my things that, I had like five pillars and it would be like family and health and wealth would be one and work was another one and, and just making small changes on those, like these little tiny steps. Uh, we'd call them like kindling on the fire. You know, you don't try and go from a fat mess, which I was, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to being in the gym five days a week and dieting really hard. You, you, don't, you don't do that. It doesn't happen overnight. But when, when you try and do that, you end up failing because it's too big a jump. Yeah. What you have to do is just small little steps and going, okay, well, just cut out a couple of takeaways a week over the next four weeks. And then when you get to that stage and you realize you've hit that goal, it's like, okay, I've, I've done something positive. Now I'll take another little step and eventually you get to the, you know, the big logs that you're putting on the fire. Now I'm a machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all went a bit moody, didn't it then? It's, it's getting serious, isn't it, about, when you talk about this, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, Jamie's put his hand up because I, I wanted to jump in and see if he's got any questions anyway, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. Um, and I think especially in the position that you both are in as business owners, like, you know, situations can seem so much more elevated because you have to look after people. Like, this is like, you know, you've got 80 people here who have families and jobs and stuff. So All right, mate, don't make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have got some really good questions. Really Give important. Give us a couple because I want to, yeah. I, I want to, uh, I've got a little, a secret, a secret little guest, Jamie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first one is not really related, but it's a really good question. Uh, brown or red sauce on a bacon sarnie? That's from the one and only Andy Stevens. <laughs> uh, so I go, I go brown on sausage, red on bacon. I'm quite like, yeah, I'm red. Red, red. You should only ever have brown sauce on a pork pie. That's it. Pork pie? Yeah. We have sauce on a pork I mean, I don't like pork pies, but we have sauce on a pork pie. Oh, yeah. 
Got a little lubricant no, for that, pie, Lee. Lubricant for you. They are dry, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Pies like that as well got real th that thick pastry on you, like yeah. thick. 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 Yeah. Next anyway, <laughs> um, Aaron Shepard said, it's really nice to see you boys. Even better to hear you opening up. Um, nice little comment. Beautiful Thanks, man. Aaron. Uh, congratulations on the launch of your new documentary style. I know. Uh, Did you watch it yesterday? You know, you know what pisses me off about Go? Is they're always doing something that I go, I wish we'd done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really good. I actually, um, I, I wrote on Matt's um, the day before about on his, on his, uh, on his thread. Like I'm, I'm actually like my alarm set. I genuinely set an alarm for it, and I sat and watched it. It was really good. It was really um, good. Yeah, Matt, fair he, play, guys. He, he's really good, though, isn't he? Yeah, uh, like um, he's like a really good Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's wow. like a, a poor man, a poor man's poor Matt White. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm joking. Jamie's his own. No, beast. no, your own person, Jamie. But um. I think I think they're positioning him as the uh, the LinkedIn Louis through and I and I kind of get it. Like there's a really good uh, they've got a really good vibe yeah, there. I, I think. like it. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do next. Yeah. Um, wicked. So I think we've touched on this bit uh, already. From this is a comment from Christian Gunn. Really important subject. Uh, really strong haircuts. Thanks. Uh, Mom got done uh, two days ago. I'm really yeah. pleased. With it. Thanks very much. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Have yeah. you had a haircut? I've well? always got a good haircut, Jamie. Uh, I, I think you go regular, don't you? I leave mine. I get into a right messy state. Interestingly, I have my beard done as well with it. It's the first time I've had my better. beard done. It, it feels great. Yeah, you look. You know, like, you, it's all short down the sides here yeah. and stuff. You you don't look like. Um, don't. Well, yeah. No, you're probably, you, you was right stopping me. Yeah, Carry yeah, on, good. Jamie. Okay. Uh, but so you've already touched on it a bit, but what do you guys do, like, what do you do to look after your mental health now after you kind of like, what, what I'm still not as, as good at it as you. I, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I think I've got better at it in terms of like, I, I, definitely my diet has changed because I knew that needed to, or was like really hammering myself um, with that. And I think that does just change because I think there's, it's all, not all diet, but I think when you're eating a bit better, well, for me anyway, I sleep better. And if I sleep better, then I, I just feel better generally anyway. And you know, from yeah. a, a mental, a mental health perspective, but, I think you're probably better. I'm without trying to sound like a hypocrite or a preacher. I've got a long way to go. I'm not by no means of me talking on this subject and me saying that because I was found in the street, pissed up <laughs> that I'm now like yeah. Uh, uh, a uh, uh, yeah. I'm not. Re I'm not. I'm not a mental health guru, or um, I certainly couldn't be a life coach. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I think it's identifying what helps you, and and what helps me might not work for everyone else. But the one thing that I um, found really helped me was um, fitness. So I think probably 18 months ago now was when it really started. Um, I was, was my consistency in the fitness game. So I knew I got to a stage where mentally I was, I was really weak and fragile. And um, physically, I've been the biggest I'd ever been. I was about 14 stone 10 at that point. At the bomb, we used to call him. I was, I was, I was massive. Um, so I've lost two stones since then. Um, but I think for me, fitness, it was the halo effect that that had. So it was, you go, you get up early in the morning and you, and you go and have a workout. And before your day's started, and we have quite stressful jobs, I've already achieved something because I've had to go on a treadmill for 20 minutes and lift some heavy weights and stuff. So instantly I'm like, okay, I've actually just done something really, really hard. So no matter what happens for the rest of my day, I'm all right with it. And, and a lot of that stress is, um, is sort of like released in the gym. But then the halo effect of that is, I think, do I want to ruin that by having a KFC and my lunch or Chinese tonight? I think, you know what, I'm going to have something healthy. 
because I've done something really positive and I feel like that's just ruining it. So then I'll start eating a little bit healthier and I'll lose a little bit of weight. I feel a little bit more confident because I'm, I'm losing weight and I'll look a little bit better. And it's that halo effect really. Um, but that's the one thing that I've, I'd say it has saved me. Um, and I've been consistently going to the gym now f since March last year. So that's like, you know, four, four days a week. Um, but doesn't, it's not like a cure because then you come accustomed to that and that's just like part of my routine. It's like yeah, brushing yeah. your teeth. You know, it's just for me now, I'm like, okay, it's just part of my routine. And then I have to always find new ways of going, okay, how do I set myself a new challenge? How do I, how do I concentrate on something positive? You ever brush your teeth in the gym? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Two birds, one stone and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to say some questions now, Jamie, if that's all right. But I actually want to bring um, uh, one of the team in. I've got Matt Butler waiting in the wings. Um, because Matt um, is one of our more um, experienced producers within the business. Um, and uh, come on, Matt, come on, just, just come in. Um, but you used to operate your own business, you used to run your own business um, before, was it just before you worked here? Yes, so for six years before working here, um, I was uh, running a video production business. There you go. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on it because I think as... Um, as someone in the team who has still got a pretty st stressful role, you know, in we're a heavy hitting content house when you look at our production team and um, you work on one of the biggest accounts. Um, you've seen the business grow a lot as well. But why, why stop running the business and why step into a role and like what, what, you know, what were the challenges you had? Yeah, so when I was running my business, it was, uh, it was really tough. So six years I spent, and I think one of the hardest things you hear as an entrepreneur or somebody running your own business is just never give up, keep persisting, you know, and you hear that so often. But when, like, I, I would say I'm not afraid of hard work, but if it's really shit for six years, you are like, oh, come on, this, you know, give me a break sort of thing. And it was just um, lots of ups and downs throughout the whole thing. And in the end, I decided I've got entrepreneurial traits, but I don't think the entrepreneur, that life is for me, basically. Um, so I think you have to become very self-aware. And that was hard for me because I think as an entrepreneur, People look at people that run big businesses and they say, wow, look, these guys have done so well. You've achieved so much. And to let that sort of go was probably a big thing. But I think the challenges, it was, you know, it was not getting the sales when you need them. It was just the normal business stuff and realizing I'm more of a creative person rather than, uh, you know, doing all the admin, the tax, the accounts, all that Sounds stuff. Sounds like you needed a Lee Wilcox. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel the same. So it's really interesting you're saying that. So like, yeah, the business is at the size it's at now, mm. but I'm always worrying, because of the speed it's growing at, I'm always worrying whether I'm going to be the right person to lead the business or not. Yeah. And, um, and I think particularly when you're, when you're in the realms of, um, when you're in a tough time, and often when you, I think at work as well, they can last a bit longer, can't they? Like mm. you can have a tough time at work for six months and still be there and not leave and still, you know, and be in, be in the role, but knowing that you're like, when's this going to change? And I think when you're in those, those tough bits, um, I don't think it matters who you are. You, you have to question like, like, is it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, when do you st like really interesting. Like when do you stop? It's always yeah. a, in, when you're running a business, you just have to get on with it and, 
but the business will always, 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 always bring more to the table. It will always bring more for you to do. It will never stop unless it stops and it goes bankrupt. But if it's a fledging business and it's growing, it will never stop demanding more from you. Like there'll never be a point where it's like, oh, okay, uh, Matt, you, you know, you don't need to do this anymore mm. because it's just, it's, there's all different levels. So really interesting on like, when, you know, when do you stop? I'd love to hear people's opinions on that. Like when, how do you know when to? Yeah, I think for me, it was, um, you know, I was, it was really affecting my personal life in terms of, I had a partner at the time. We were together seven years and I just couldn't, I was devoting so much time to the business that that relationship died off. And, you know, that went, um, relationships with family was going because I was just like, had my head in it so much. And it sounds like I'm like saying, don't become an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, and I really not, I wouldn't want to put people off. Um, it's just, I realized after all that time of persisting, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I've, before starting this business, I dissolved a business. Yeah, yeah, you um, did it. You and were... that got to the point for me where it was, even though sometimes it's bad, our, our last six year journey, we've had bad, but the vision and what we were trying to achieve, that was always going to outweigh anything we had to go through. This was like short term pain for long term gain. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was though, wasn't it? Was whereas, whereas my 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 previous business that I dissolved, it was just like, the person I was in business with as well, we kind of like didn't get on. He was a dickhead. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm happy to say that on camera because he was, you know, it's not unjust. Wow. Um, and What's his name? No, I'm, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. Um, but yeah, I ended up walking away from that business and, and we, we dissolved the business because it was just, it, the, the bad outweighed the, the good, but it even outweighed the opportunity as well. The, like even like looking at what that business could have been at best, I was like, I still don't want to do it with this person. And I still don't think it's worth, you know, nearly my marriage, nearly breaking down. And I've never seen my kids. And I thought I've got to go. And, and my, my wife did say to me at one point, she was like, she didn't give me the ultimatum, but she was like, you, you, you need to go and get a normal job for a couple of years and just like settle for a couple of years. Um, and then you went and started this. And then after about, <laughs> after about a year of getting a normal job, we, uh, we started this and I was like, Right, sit down, Lorna. This, I've, got, I've got a really good idea and it's going to work this time. <laughs> and I think it's good advice though. It's uh, it almost at the point, I think once it does start affecting your personal life over a period of time, I think it's time to like question what, you know, like when when I had my my biggest bit of like, you know, where I was struggling the most, it wasn't, I didn't, I still didn't think like, should I be doing this? But I knew something had to change with yeah. what I was doing. Like, because, you know, you can't have those, episodes uh and then like just go oh it's normal i'll just carry on i'm all right now i've had my blowout um so yeah i think it's uh it's a it's a tough one isn't it but i think the self-awareness and the and the and and the personal life bit is probably like some like key indicators isn't it of of yeah yeah i think this is probably a hard hitting point but uh so when i was younger my dad took his own life when i was about six years old so to me mental health was you know it was always I should keep it as a priority, make sure I'm happy in everything I do. And as, as I say, if you're running that business for six years and it's not making you happy, that's when I knew, yeah, I need to find something else. And luckily I did. Wow. And this I did place not know brilliant. that, Matt. That is, uh, yeah, wow. So, yeah, it's, uh, this place has been amazing for me in terms of, you know, keeping me happy. And it, that's amazing. Uh, that is amazing. It's made me feel a bit uh, emotional. Yeah, it has a bit as well. Um, I, th I think the key thing with that as well is that 
you you don't have to if you've got entrepreneurial traits like you have yep. it doesn't mean you have to run a business no there's so many businesses out there that that, that, that need, like this business needs entrepreneurial people in it yeah. like it, it has to have them otherwise it won't grow it will fail um so i think there's always opportunities and businesses out there it's about finding the role and being self-aware enough to go, actually, maybe this isn't for me. I wonder if I can still get this element of my life, of, of everything I'm good at and then still find that, which, you know, hopefully, like you say. Yeah, that's, that's it. I still feel ambitious within this business. I still feel I can, I can aspire to, to bigger things. Not only that, I think, you know, your, your journey as an entrepreneur might have been over when you, when you ended it a few years ago, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come about again in a few years time when you've gained experience. I hope it doesn't. I won't stay here. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, people, people can start their journey um, when they're 50, 60 years old. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think it's over. Uh, Absolutely. Not over for you, Matt. No, well, it's not. And I, you know, being here and stepping away from that has allowed me to do other things like the music that I do outside of the, the business and stuff outside of work. So whereas you, know, you wouldn't have been able to do that if you still do it. No, yeah, that's yeah. it. So all round, it's just, um, it was a good move. Good, good decision to make, I suppose. Legend. I'm going to jump in some more comments with Jamie. Thank you very much, man. Thank, Thank you. Matt. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, oh, you get a round of applause. This is great. Go on, Matt. Any any more from the from the viewers? Loads more, mate. Oh, oh amazing! Um, I love lives. I've never really done them before. Yeah, it's uh, it's. This it's was like Taylor's gig, weren't it? Before. Pe yeah, people are having their lunch, and I can hear everyone in the background. And, yeah. and I, although I thought that would annoy me, it's actually nice. It's quite nice. It's a feel yeah, like there's yeah. a bit of a buzz. Feels in the nice and relaxed, but then yeah, good, I love yeah. it. Uh, Go on, Jamie. Wicked. So no. we've got a, another question here from Dan Hoff Rodriguez. Lovely name. Right. What a great name. What was his name? Dan? Dan Hoff Rodriguez. Wow. That's like brilliant. Um, if you have employees that aren't open about it, what do you do to allow them to open up? I think it's about having different angles for them to... So different um, avenues for them to do that. So like some people are more... You've got people who, who aren't afraid to go and talk about things, yeah. And then, but you've then got more um, like introvert people who, who uh, or actually just whether you can put it down, I don't know, like old school, you'd put it down to like pride. I don't know whether that's the right word of it now, but like people who will keep things themselves and just get on with it. And I think it's about, you know, as a business, we've, we've um, you know, we're nearly 80 people now. And um, Holly, who's, who's our HR manager, who's brilliant, has been able to start putting much better things in place for like people to reach out to her. But even that now, because of the growth we've got in the business, we know that side of the team needs to start building out. We've got things like tiny pools that we use so that you've got um, software that sort of gives that touch point for people to be able to feedback. We have put a pretty rigid structure in terms of like catch-ups and reviews for, for people that, and the, and the catch-ups for me are more important than the reviews because the catch-up bit is actually two way. It's for someone to be able to sit down in front of who they work with and go, look, this isn't working for me. Um, I think the culture we've built anyway, where there's a sort of big support network within peers. So I think whether this is luck or not, but we've been able to build something that when, I think when people start here, they instantly build relationships. So it's not just about having a relationship or a process in place where someone can go and talk to their line manager. It's actually like, um, having a structure within the business where when people start, they feel like they can build relationships where actually they can probably go and talk to people. Uh, I think there's loads more we can that we can be doing, um, I, I, but I think you've got to not one size fits all is my is my answer to that. It never does. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the transformation team that we're um, definitely 
we're doing. So we, we're implementing that. I think they, they've got their first meeting this Friday, isn't it? Uh, so for, for context on that, we've always had like our, like, lead it well it used to be called the senior leadership team we, it's called the leadership team now there's grown that was like six people then it's gone then it went to eight ten now it's at 12 but the business is at 80 so then we were like is it is the communication and the representation of the business right just with these sets of people and we felt like it wasn't so then we were like let's build another team which we've called the transformation team which we're hoping is going to be able to give a better voice for a growing business and making sure that um I'm a big fan of communication, like flowing up and down in the right way so that, that everyone's got touch points and, that, and we're hoping that that's going to be able to build that out. So I think there's, there's things like that. But yeah, I'd love to hear what people do on that because it's, it's hard. It's really, it's the, I think it's one of the hardest parts of my job is trying to go, have we got a big enough support structure across the business for people to be able to like, be happy, feel safe, be fulfilled? And at the minute, we haven't, like, it's a fact, you know, and we're always, like, trying to work on things to, to add that in, but... Yeah, it'd be good um, to get some feedback in the comments if uh, if anyone can answer that. Yeah. Great question, though, um, Mr. Rodriguez. Any more? Would you like another one? Um, go on, far away. Go, go on, on. Give us... Give, no, actually, no. Oh, wow. No? It, I know, it's, it was to and fro then, but I want to um, I want to go on to the um, uh, the urban, urban Dictionary Word of the Week, which... I don't even know what this is. So... I've read this right, and it, it, I think this feature is basically to make me feel like a granddad. I haven't seen this, so so I might get this. So <laughs> maybe you will. If you get it, it's going to make me feel even worse. Okay. So, um, Urban Dictionary Word of the Week is thoughts and prayers. So, th so the basis oh. of this is thoughts and prayers. I couldn't care less. Um, um, and then in brackets, but one must keep up appearance, right? Um. None of this makes any sense to me. Frenemy has a family tragedy. Thoughts and prayers. So I think, what do you think that... So no, no, the sorry. I, I do know what this means because Bex explained it to me yesterday. Uh, so I do, I do know what it means. But prior to that, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have. So. so for me, thoughts and prayers would have been something quite serious. So when I said to James, he gave me this and I was like, this is just a, the thoughts... And then the separate word prayers are both just in a normal dictionary, Jamie. You're not understanding what this feature is. And he was like, no, you're an old person and you don't get what this is, yeah. the use of it is. So do you want to explain it then? I can, you're yeah. Looking past no, no, oh, 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 no, sorry, oh, um, no, yeah, just for the viewers, I have got a bit of a wobbly eye, so I thought I was looking at Jamie then. <laughs> um, it's worse when I've got my glasses no, on. It wasn't, it wasn't that. And when I'm drunk. There's, there's, it's bright out there. And I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. couldn't see Good your eyes. As, as far as I'm aware, the term has been hijacked now as a almost like a, a false uh, term to use. Yeah, like so, a piss tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you were to say, ah, oh, you know, my, my alarm didn't go off this morning and I hit a load of traffic and you get in time, you know, I could take, maybe take the piss out of you and be like, oh, thoughts and prayers. So for me, it's like first world problem. That's how I was sort of related to it, that, that type of thing. Um, but I didn't get it. Do you think it's because the term's been overused as well? And people are just like, oh, get in the bin, like... Yeah. You think it's what? No, I was about it. Pretentious. Yeah. I, I, Maybe. I think... We're so old. This is... Yeah. I think the kind of term came from like, you know, when there was like a lot of terrorist attacks in the world and people were just saying, sending, sending, yeah, it is, like sending my thoughts and prayers. And I feel like a lot of people on social media felt like, you know, 
what does that actually do? Like, what, why, what, what is a thought and prayer going to do? Like, what are you actually doing to like help I think it, the world? I think if you ask someone religious, they'd probably say a lot. lot. Yeah. 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 I guess this is the thing, isn't it? People hijack it then and it turns into yeah, this yeah. thing that's um, a parody. I think it also says a lot about, you know, the internet and like, you know, it's more of like a wider conversation around like, you know, don't just like a post. Can you, you know, do more? Can you do more than that? Yeah. And I think it kind of ties in with a comment that we've had from. Oh, well, go on then. From that's a great. He, he's he's learning, isn't he, as the producer? He's getting he's, there. He's, he's getting, getting there. Uh, old Sammy Fowler, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Someone actually, some we, we met someone for lunch after the podcast, didn't we? And um, uh, and um, he texts us afterwards saying, "Can you get out of Sam Fowler's ass, please?" <laughs> um, uh, but I was like, "No, I'm staying rooted in there. I, I love the man." So, uh, so he's kind of kind of. Kind of uh, Asks this question. I think it comes down to the social aspect. People see one thing on social pages and see a life that is all perfect behind that. It's a different story. And I think this is like quite common. Lots of different like you know influencers and you know celebrities on in like LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn or you know on the internet. I think it's. I actually had a conversation with someone last night on the phone, and. Um, I haven't spoken to him for a while and, and, and he was like, how's everything going? You know, obviously following all your stuff on LinkedIn and Instagram and stuff, but you know, how's it really going? And I thought it was really interesting because I don't really see myself as, as someone who um, creates or distributes content or, or uses my social media channels as, as not being real to what's actually happening. But it doesn't matter because that's what people always think, mm, yeah, it might not be right though. What's actually really happening? And I think that's become become a thing now because people have become more cynical and they want to definitely um, validate what's happening. And, and that is sort of like, you know, I'd argue that that is like Instagram's fault. I think, I think what it is though, is you, you've got to understand what social media is and how people use it. It's a high, it's highlights, you know, I, I might be having a really shit day and if I'm, I could be sitting down like this, my top half. And I think, I don't want anyone to see me in my natural, you know, mess of a self. That's just, that's just normal. I, you know, I like to look nice and I, it's like a highlights reel, isn't it? But as long as you understand that, tell you who does it really well. Stacey Solomon. If you follow, follow Stacey Solomon on Instagram, I love Stacey Solomon, she's great. She will post those type of pictures because it's real and, and, and she makes a point of going, you know, don't believe in everything you see because behind those you know those reality ones um the expectation ones there's, there's reality ones and, it, yeah. and it's dead true but i think you just got to know that i look at someone who looks really good and they're like tensing and they're looking great and i'm like they don't walk around like that all the time like there's there's obviously times where they're having a bad day or they don't look on point but but it's that isn't it it's it's i think what sometimes gets missed is that you have influencers that don't show the other side of it. They just the show the perfection. Yeah. And I think uh, someone who's really, who's, who, oh, this is an interesting actually, because I was speaking to Kelly last night. She sent me a, a, fil a new filter that come out on Instagram and it was off the back of, you know, uh, Jeremy Clarkson's daughter. I can't remember what her name is, but she does a lot on like, sort of like the reality of social media. And she posted a, uh, a photo of the filter. Um, and it was just, harrowing I, I worry more about it because of Ava yeah what do you mean it was harrowing the difference you mean she'd split her face oh I get so it so she yeah, did yeah. two photos and one was the filter and one was her, her like her normal face um, and it just looked like a completely different person yeah and it's done in an instant do you know what I mean and I just worry about like the 
the knock-on and expectation it has. And I think that's. I, I don't think they should. I don't. I, I don't think. I honestly believe those types of filters should be banned. I think that's the difference. There's no place is, for them. My my point of view on it is like I already kind of understood it when I started using social because I, I wasn't a child when I started using social. I was an adult, so it's like. I'm looking through and going, that's bollocks. Like, you know, no one looks like that this time in the morning. Uh, no one wakes up with that makeup on or that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You kind of see through it and you go, it's not real. But if, you, if you're if you not an adult and you haven't kind of got that about you and you're, you're a young child, you might just be looking at it and thinking, that's how life is, isn't it? That's Then we all have to wake up and look immaculate and the pressure must be insane. When Ava gets phone, yeah, when she's like 12, and if I see her going like, I'm going to just punch the phone out of her hand. Um... <laughs> And lock her in a room for to, five years. <laughs> got to do a better job as parents. But I also think that when we touched on this in last week, didn't we, education around social media, it's that big now and that many people use it. There should be, you know, a lot. I think they do do it in schools, but it's nowhere near what it should be. Just so you know, I'm trying to meet with the uh, CEO of uh, the Arthur Terry Academy at the moment, which is, covers a lot of schools in this district oh, wow. uh, as a first step, everyone. So if everyone does know him, tell him I'm on his case. Good question. Um, great question. Any more? Because I'm going to move on. I'm going to wrap this up if you've got any more. Uh, you could, we, we can have any move more? on. One no? more. Come on. One, one more. more. One more for the lads. Um, so uh, this is from Facebook. So we're also live on Facebook. If you, if you, you know, if you want to watch an actual on Facebook. Know, yeah. platform, then I was like, uh, wow, what Zooks? And do you know, do you know, do you know who's watching? Susan Wilcox. Susan. <laughs> Veteran at Electric House. <laughs> That's Lee's mum, by the way. That's by the way, yeah. That's yeah, why I got yeah. so excited. Sue got a question. No, she hasn't, but oh. I was just saying, she's saying like, you know, she's watching right now. So, yeah. Sue, get a question in if you want. Uh, just shout out to Courtney Allison, who was on the tools with Adam. Yeah. He's, he's popped that in. See, there you go. I was on the tools with Courtney. Yeah. There. No it. one believed me. Got so, question, Jamie. so Jack Dern has said, momentum is a big thing. So if you start your day right, it almost snowballs into a productive day, to, like making your bed at the start of the day. So is there something daily that you do that just you need to do to get you in a good mood? Mine is exactly that. I make I, I like regardless of what happens, whether I like sometimes I'll kick Cal out of bed if I know she's gonna like just lie in bed fifteen minutes or whatever. I'm like get out because I want to make the bed. Like that is something that I that I definitely try and do every single morning. But I mean, I'm bad with my routine. I'm all over the place with it. I, I'm not I'm not good at that yet. I've still not I've still not cracked it. What I try and do is wake up and do work. Like if I can do an hour's worth of work before I get into work, like I'm, I'm like, I'm really like pleasing myself. Like yeah. I did it this morning. I sat in, I got in early and I sat in a booth and I got a load of work done, but I haven't had breakfast. But I think, I think so that, that, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But if, if that's what makes you feel better, then yeah. that, that's fine for you. For the first couple of hours, but then I get hungry and I'm like, oh, I should have eaten. Yeah. I think, um, um yeah. So you I, got something. I touched on mine earlier and it was the gym. So like Monday to Thursday, I'm in the gym. So same time, same routine. Just so everyone knows, Adam goes to the gym. I do go to the gym. I don't know if anyone can see that. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that that. But it's the routine of it. So it's like I know Monday to Thursday exactly what I'm doing, exactly my day is going to be. And you know, last week when you booked that meeting in my gym time, and then nearly cancelled it, yeah. and, I, and I went a bit pissy with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, Ad never gets pissy with me, and he sent me a really pissy message. <laughs> Um, <laughs> because it, it, it booked a meeting in, in the morning. And by the way, I, I don't mind it, but so I'd cancelled my gym session in the morning, but then he, we went to cancel it on, on the morning and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've already moved stuff around for this. And then he, and then he was, and then I was like, but don't worry about it. And then we had a little bit of a pissy exchange. Didn't yeah, we? Yeah. No, no, we're, it's, it's happening now. <laughs> uh, and anyway, we had the meeting, but for the rest of that day, I felt like I was trying to play catch up. 
Because yes. I was like, I haven't, I felt out of sync and I was like, and, and actually, I know it's first world problems, but it really did like Thoughts unsettle me. Thoughts and prayers. I did. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It was, uh, it unsettled me for the day. So I think yeah. having a routine really does help. Great, great, great answers, boys. Uh, and a great question. Um, great questions. Well done, everyone, for um, getting involved. Um, well done, look, I think to, to sort of like try and wrap this part of the podcast up, uh, there's only one little last bit which I want to talk to Ad about, which I'm looking forward to. Um, Is uh, this a surprise? I don't know about it. No, I think, no, I think you know about it. Okay. Um, uh, look, mental health is just really, really important. Again, like check the top comment. If anyone's suffering at the moment, just reach out to people, whether it's your friend, family, whether it is a helpline, like just do something. It's the first step to like, um, hopefully trying to make yourself feel a bit better. Um, there's, there's no shame in talking about things. And I think that's, that's become apparent. And that's the message that's being pushed now is, you know, talk, um, pick up the phone, someone and, and equally as well. You know what, if you haven't reached out to someone for a while and, and you know, someone and you think actually, you know, that we're having a tough time of it or whatever it is, pick up the phone, man. It takes five minutes, don't it? It's, it's a, yeah. such a, a small gesture, but can have a big impact. Um, uh, I, want, I wanted to go through this, but we've sort of run out of time. This was a board that we had um, for um, Movember. That, so it's Bex, um, one of the uh, people working on the on the podcast. She puts the prop here every week, uh, and this week she put this one. But this was some stuff we did with, with Movember. Um, again, surrounding like men's mental health, because it's just not covered in the right way, I don't think. Or, or, you know, and, and I think we've done a lot of stuff with On The Tools, and, and um, you know, we want to keep doing more. Um, but... I'd urge anyone to sort of, you know, reach out and, and just speak to friends and family where they can. Um, but uh, you know what? I really put, I, I love the fact we've covered this this week. I feel like really pleased with ourselves that we've done a, like a, um, something good. Yeah, it's meaningful. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to talk about because I think we've been there and done it. And um, it's not, I know a lot of the time companies feel like they have to attach themselves to something um, because it, as like a CSR thing yeah yeah and I think you know when you can openly talk about things because you've actually been there and done it and it's affected you I think that's fine yeah um, you know I'm not talking to anyone who's watching as Electric House I'm talking to you as Adam Barry like you know and, and the struggles totally. I've had so well as Adam Barry um, and uh, as last week you ruined me for my very creative and um, definitely <laughs> oh. scalable business of teaching people to walk. No, hold on. Walk the Nordic way. Walk the Nordic way. I really want to find the logo for that, Jamie. I, I, um, uh, I, That's so good. It's a really impressive logo, I think. <laughs> walk the Nordic way. That's Terrible. Anyway, we're going to come on to your one this week. So the Drunken Brainwave um, is a podcast about social media, business, entrepreneurship. But the idea came off the back of really, and of the naming it, was... Um, that we had a drunken brainwave ourselves for this yeah. business. But before that, we've had many a business idea uh, and many a business that have just failed. Uh, mine was, my first one was the walking one. Um, uh, but I wanted to come on to your one this week. And this will be a feature we're going to run. And I really want people to send stuff in on business ideas they've had or maybe that their friends have had or something that's, you know, at the time you thought, this is it. We I could probably... We could probably run one every week just on our... Yeah, we've got ones. like 10, 12 episodes of us, so don't <laughs> worry about that. But uh, I really want to try and make it a feature if we can get people to ring in and tell their story. Um, we've got the software, guys. We can get you wired into this, no problem. Uh, but for this week, I wanted to cover off your one, um, which I don't know. I don't, it didn't have a business name. It was more of a... This was like proper Del Boy. This was a proper... What I hate the term now, but this was a proper side hustle. Yes. 
Um, you used to buy crates of broken toys from Argos. I did. Fix them in your living room. Yeah. And then sell them. Sell them on eBay, yeah. It was, uh, it, you know what? It was really enjoyable. I know it sounds terrible, but I used to, uh, I used to go to this warehouse in Nottingham and this warehouse used to pick up um, returns from places like Argos. So, and a lot of the time a return would go because someone had been, um, bought the same thing twice so they'd take it back or someone just didn't like it. Very rarely was it because it was faulty. Um, so, and I've chose toys because there's not much that can really go wrong with toys. You know, if you really, the, the kids' toys are quite simple. You know, it's not like it's a, a 55 inch TV screen and you're like, where do I start with this? Yeah. And I'd drive to Nottingham and they'd put this pallet in the back of my van and then I'd drive back home and I'd empty the back of a van into my living room. And back then we only had very, very, it was like a two up, two down. So there was no space. So my living room would turn into like a toy store, <laughs> just like that. Lorna would come home and she'd be like, what is this? Like, how long is this staying in the house? I'd be like, it depends how long it takes to shift it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have, I'd like, I'd just comp- I'd used to have a little soldering iron set up. So if anything electronic come in. So this, was the, this is the bit I remember from it. I remember ringing you. And being like, I can't remember if I was asking you to come out or I, I don't know we want, if you wanted to go to the pub or whatever. And, and you were like, nah, I can't. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to fix the kids' uh, keyboard. Yeah, I used to get them in there. Yeah. They had little Fifi keyboards. Anyway. <laughs> 1999. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, what, what did Dylan like? Or, and uh, you're like, nah, nah, I've, um, I've got a... Uh, Got a crate of toys again, and all, and I was like, "Oh right, yeah, I've got this. I've got a soldering on now, so I can start having a go at like trying to fix them." But it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of this crate that you used to buy would then end up just being fixed and going to the kids. Yeah, the kids. So what had happened is the kids had fallen in love with something, and I'd be like, "No, no, you, you can't, you can't play with it. If it was something durable, I'd be like, you can play with it. But then when it gets sold, it's, it's got to go. Something durable, you can play with it. But when when I sell it, it's gonna go. It's gonna go, and then it used to cause a nightmare." With the kids, because then I'd they'd basically be like toys they want that they'd look at and go, oh, and I'd be like, no, they're not yours. <laughs> but there was nowhere to put these toys. Um, but it, it was, you know what? It was really hard work um, for not a lot of money. So I was, I was maybe I was doing this as a side job, and I was maybe making because you, when you when you work on eBay, you've got to list a lot, if, especially if they're low ticket items. And I'm talking like you've got to be at like 500 minimum. When when was this? When was you doing this? This was before my last business, so this would have been. Pre two thousand fourteen. So, um, so what you're talking like eight years ago, maybe? Probably nine more. years ago. I think it was more than that. It's like a decade ago. Yeah, probably. And yeah. then we roll full circle, right? Adam Barry's uh, <laughs> um, part owner of Electric House, creative director, stacked. Not sure, like his time is precious to him. He's already said that. He bollocked me for moving a minute uh, meeting fifteen minutes uh, uh, out of what his usual routine would be, right? Um, and yet. You've gone full circle and he's back on the game. This is more of a ho- side hustle. This, I, I sell um, pre loved clothes on eBay. This is a plug, by the way. He's um, start it's not a plug on, on eBay it's and, uh, and, and Depop. Um, I only set my Depop account two weeks ago, mind. Um, so cool with a Depop account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to like watch YouTube video how, to, how it works. Um, but I, it's more of a hobby. I just love the idea of being able to buy something and then sell it for more like it's just one of those things where i'm like that is interesting to me and i, I said it to lawn this was about six weeks ago and i like, sort of cranked it back up again and i was like i'm do, i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it again she was like what well, i went i'm gonna do a bit of selling on ebay and you know just just for something to do you know i'm not gonna not gonna spend too much money and so i started ordering pallets of, 
used clothes. <laughs> but these are the the great clothes. So it's like nineties, um, nineties, early two thousand sportswear. So I've got like real retro Adidas jackets. I've got like American jerseys. I got a Pat Tillman jersey, right? Um, Pat, I got a story about Pat Tillman for you. So Pat Tillman was um, uh, American. Sorry, yeah, American football player. And go search Pre Love Kilo on uh, Deep Up, and it's on there. <laughs> and uh, and he was American uh, football player. Left the NFL to join the Marines when the Twin Towers happened and got killed by friendly fire. So obviously that's a, it's a high ticket item price because that's just the way the market works, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's, 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 that's what I do now. I just, I just love it. I, I don't know. It's, it's in your in it. I think even if I retired, even if I won the lottery and I'd have to worry about money, I'd have to do something. No, like I get it. Because I'll be honest, as soon as you start speaking to me about it, I, my instinct He was asking was, what the I margins like, were. what's the margins on it? And like, do you need any money then to like put in to get more crates and that? What? Like, uh, um, I do think it's an opportunity though. Like. Yeah, yeah, no. Really do. Well, we can talk it's off becoming, camera. It's becoming big, this, uh, yeah. What, uh, you know, 350,000 tonnes of uh, clothing waste goes into landfill every year in the UK. 350,000 tons. That is awful. See, it's terrible. So I'm saving the environment and making money at the same time. Um, do you need, uh, you what uh, What share options can you offer in your business? <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah real good. Yeah, yeah do it live. We'll, yeah. we'll negotiate live on <laughs> the next will, yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, love it. Well, um, next week it's back onto one of mine. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll see. Or hopefully, actually what I really want is someone else's um, dreamed up business concept that didn't quite work out. Um, I would love it if we can get someone Gotta get someone on, in. I'd yeah. love it. Um, sound like uh, Kevin Keegan. Um, so that's it, guys. That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for watching. Um, it's been a, a lovely episode. Um, I've loved being able to cover something serious. Uh, hopefully you got some value from it. We definitely did. Um, thanks for the comments and questions. Please make sure you leave a review. Put some comments in. But if you're listening on the audio version of this, please leave a review. Subscribe to our channels. YouTube channel. YouTube. Big Ads push got on a big that. push on YouTube. The YouTube channel is um, uh, creatively called Lee and Adam. Um, just search that. If you just type Lee and Adam social media into YouTube, you will find us. Please hit the subscribe button. There is lots of content about to come out on that. We are going to be consistent as hell. Um, uh, probably, well, every Danny Bolt's going on there. We're going to have two or three videos, uh, new other videos going on as well each week. Um, please follow our social channels. Follow us on LinkedIn if you're watching from Facebook um, uh, or from YouTube. And uh, we will be here next week, live again, 12 o'clock. I have been Lee Wilcox. And I've been Adam Barry. Um, but now it's time, just very quickly, to call upon oh. Andre. Oh, yes. Hi, Andre. Can you do me a favour, mate? Can you just come and say goodbye to everyone on the podcast? We, we do. To, um, we, we do this to weekly. The podcast. Um, Andre is known as being one of the most exciting uh, talkers in the business. Just go to the corner there. Here, mate. Jamie, the help him out. Pull your mask down and say whatever you want to close the podcast to all the wonderful people watching around the world. Hello, everyone. Just look at that camera there. Um, I just want everyone to know that Andre Miranda is the most important man in this business and that everyone should know that. I hope you all have a wonderful day and just hopefully you can all be as amazing as I am. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.